as it had done the first time he saw her, smelled her years ago, after which he'd marked Leah Buchanan as his. Everyone knew it. They had for decades. Except, of course, Leah. She kept talking. I thought if I refused to blood your contract that I was free to go. Lucien pulled in a calming breath. It failed to calm him, however, and his voice sounded less impatient when he explained. If Nestor had declared his intention, yes. Magnus, yes. Hamish, the same. Any one of them. He paused, gesturing to the door with his hand to indicate the selection before he finished. Me? No. Why not you? she asked. Because I want you. But I don't want you. That doesn't matter. You're mine. She blinked and rallied. But Mom said the rules are absolute. No one breaks them. Ever. I'm not no one. Her head jerked with surprise. Who are you? I'm your master. Now she started to look angry. No one is my master. I am. She stared at him, anger displacing the fear. Her hands balled into fists, and she leaned toward him before she declared, You are not. He'd had enough. Come here, Leah. Instantly, she moved to him. Lucien watched as the anger disappeared and the confusion came back. So did the fear. A great deal of it. So much the room reeked of it. It mingled with her scent. He had the forbidden desire to snatch her in his arms, rip open her throat at the same time he ripped off her clothes and buried his cock in her so deep he'd feel his own thrusts as her blood poured into his mouth. Stop doing that, she whispered as she halted less than a foot from him. Silence, he demanded, and her mouth clamped shut. Better, he told her. She glared at him, her hands again fists at her sides. But she didn't move away from him. She was straining to do it, but she couldn't. He wasn't allowing it. It didn't matter. She fought it. He liked that. Give me your hand. She lifted her hand to his and watched it move, horror and anger in her eyes. He turned, his fingers curling around the sharp dagger, which was one of four things on the shining oval table next to him. There was also their contract as big as a poster board, ivory, parchment, tiny calligraphied words from the very top to near the bottom. There was only an inch of space for their signatures. All of it was words declaring her blood his, giving him feeding rights, and in return, he'd take care of her. Not to the length of the arrangement, but until she took her last breath on this earth. What she did not know, Cosmo did not know, her mother did not know, but Avery did know was that Lucian had the 500-year-old agreement altered. Upon entry to the room, she'd sat and read every word, something not one single concubine he'd selected in 500 years had done. She had no way of knowing the changes he'd ordered Avery to make, or she wouldn't until she attended her studies. He'd planned for that, and was prepared for the consequences. Nevertheless, or likely because after she finished reading it, her face pale, her eyes seething, she tossed it on the table, caught Lucien's gaze and announced, 
Not on your life! Thus had started Lucian's demands, her mother's pleading, Cosmo's chuckles, and Avery's grins. Not to mention Lucian's irritation. Also on the table were the quill and the joining bowl, a small oval crystal plate that sat on four tiny crystal feet by the quill. Both of which Lucian decided they would be using now. Lucian's hand lifted to hers and his fingers wrapped around it. He forced her index fingers straight, and she fought that too. She knew she'd never win, but she did it anyway. He was, he found, finally enjoying this. Keep fighting, my pet. I like it. She stopped struggling immediately. He grinned at her. She scowled at him. He lifted the dagger to pierce her finger, but stopped and looked at her. Her eyes flew from her finger to his. He could see.